podcasting from inside of a marketing agency, this is the Marketing Department Podcast, where we have candid ideas and curated content for the everyday marketer. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Marketing Department. We are in my office again because we've got a special guest with us today, Mr. Well, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you having me and it's going to be fun. Boy, you're just barreling over me this morning. What is up? Okay, here we go. What is happening? Yeah, hush it out right now. The truth is it's been the opposite, but that's okay. We'll let that one go. Oh, Anyway, back to our special guest. I got a little dude. Yeah, so we've got actually the way I like to look at it. So Aaron is in the is in the podcast today. Say hi, Aaron. Hello. Good work. Thanks. So I'd like to consider Eric as the outsider today because, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it's early in the morning while we're recording this. I'm still trying to wake up. We got to figure this out. The morning stuff. It's I know. It's, yeah. more, it's, it's a lot. I like it though. Yeah, I do too. I'm pumped. We're getting up. it, getting it going. We're fresh. It's a good way to start the day. Yeah. Anyways, I'd like to consider Eric as the outsider right. for today's podcast because we've got two fellas from the same hometown oh. in the house today. Wow, you guys are from yeah. the same hometown. We're from Mineral Wells, America. Born and raised. Born and raised, Red and Reserve. proud of it. Most mm-hmm. people have heard of it. Because Eric. You gotta love those Rams and Lady Rams. That's true. Hear us back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think was you that, ever said that. Was is that it, the call? Or were, well, you, were you the, the mascot? Call? No. Call no. Call you, of the wild. Did you just ask if that was the Ram call? The Ram call. Yeah. It's a mating call. I think Valor Game Calls who we've been doing. They're the Ram. making a Ram call. I think they're actually. making a Ram call. Yeah, I think you're right. Cool. Yeah. They're gonna record that audio from the podcast. That's, That's it. it. Just put actually. a button on the call. It's actually, you don't use your lungs at all. You just press a button. That's true. That's why you're here. I bet that you can sell it. Here. I can't. That's true. Really can. The real reason Aaron is here is because we're talking about digital marketing. And this is the first episode of our theme for digital marketing this month. And we're actually going to answer the question, what is digital marketing? We're going to set the foundation for you. And it sounds really all-encompassing, but we know that whenever something is that generic sounding, like, oh, you do digital marketing, it can actually it can actually be confusing because you're like, well, isn't that a lot of things? It's online, period, period. I don't know what I'm saying here. Online, <laughs> essentially. And so we're actually going to get into the details a little bit, and that's why Aaron is here. So again, for the month of August, we're covering the topic of digital marketing, and we're going to talk about exactly what that is today. One of my favorite things about digital marketing is you can actually, because of how the way the world works now, you can, you can see exactly what's working and what isn't. Mm -hmm. And so it's really neat for me. I love to see results and I'm very results driven. And so whenever I can see, Hey, this call to action is working or, Hey, we're getting people to the site by using these types of keywords or whatever. I like to be able to see those results. Me too. <laughs> Eric's texting right now, so he's I'm, not paying attention. I'm actually not. I'm looking up some stats that I'm about to throw out there. So oh, good work. I well, just thought of something, and, and this is going to be good. So as we transition into what is digital marketing, you know, one of the first things we want to talk about is basically digital marketing is all marketing done on the internet or electronically. So this is a fairly new concept. It feels new. It feels like, because we're not that old, None of nobody in this yeah. room. And, and digital marketing started in our lifetime. So well, I mean, kind of. I don't know. Like, it's like, it's one of those things. Did it start when Al Gore invented the internet? That's a good question. 
or is it really new? So that's what I was looking up. So Google started in 1998. So if you if you look at that, that was obviously before social media. Zuckerberg, Facebook started in 2004, three, four, one of those two years. Mm-hmm. And so that is, you know, that's what we, when we say digital marketing right now, we think of social media, we think of Google, like those are the two kind of main things that your mind jumps to. Right. And so it really is a shift, whereas traditional media is still a thing. It's still a big thing. You drive down the road, you can't, you see billboards, you still get newspapers, all those things are still traditional media that work. And a lot of it, I honestly think it's because I think a lot of people don't understand digital marketing. It's kind of one of those things. It's like when you say SEO and it's like, oh yeah, that thing that people do, but nobody really grasps it. And so that's why we're here. That's what we want to talk about is really getting into that. So Aaron, we're going to shift over to you a little bit, bud. And I want to ask you, how do we get going in digital marketing? What's, what's some of the first things you need to start doing right the first thing before you get started with any sort of digital marketing whether it's like your google text ads anything on social media with your seo you need to identify what your goal is like why are you doing your digital marketing because the, the big mistake that a lot of people make is they just kind of shotgun things out there without an identified focus but if they don't really know why they're doing it like are you trying to accomplish like people to call you are you trying to get leads on your website are you trying just to raise brand awareness. If you don't establish those first, you're going to be trying to figure that out as you go. And then you're going to find that your content and everything, your voice that you put out there is all across the board. You're going to have a different voice on social media. You're going to have a different voice on the Googles, all the things, the Googles, the Googles, that's what the pros call it. So I like, one of the reasons I like digital marketing so much is because it doesn't matter. So people may be out and about. So we've talked about me being a real estate agent before. And I used to do billboards and then obviously a lot of print collateral, traditional media, as Eric was saying earlier, is something that's super common in that industry, right? And so mm-hmm. it's now also becoming very common to use digital marketing right. in our industry as well. So I love the idea of somebody driving down the road and they see me on a billboard, my big handsome face, 30 pounds ago. they see me there and then they see me at chick-fil-a and then they go home and they're on facebook and then they see my 30 pounds ago face on facebook yeah and so it rounds everything up i think it's super like even in your house i can be there yeah markitech put out a stat a few years back that said if you can be seen in a print something physical you can be seen there and you be in your business be seen on a digital standpoint, it's not just one plus one equals two, it's one plus one equals three. And wow. so it just takes it to a different something about that in our minds as, mm-hmm. as humans, as people, when we see it in print and then we see it in digital, it's kind of like, whoa, that business must be real. They must be good. They, you know, whatever it may be that you're trying to get after with their product. Right. It establishes trust more than anything because yep. they see it out there. They're used to seeing it on billboards and things like that because it's been around for so long, but it, it makes you almost more legitimate looking when they see you on a Facebook ad, when they see you pop up an email, things like that. It's just like, okay, this guy's serious. He's not just like a fly by night guy. He's, he's with it and he's, he's out there doing it. Yeah. He's with it. Aaron's a dad. So he says things like, well, he's with it, but he did it kind of like cool. He was kind of like, he did cool. I did the the shoulder shrug. Shoulder shoulder shrug, throw his hands out. That's nice. Anyways, I just love the idea that you can literally want, I mean, one of the points here in the notes is the key to develop a digital marketing strategy that puts you in all the places your followers are already hanging out and then using a variety of digital channels to connect with them in a multitude of ways. The possibilities feel like they're endless. 
mm-hmm. as far as digital marketing is concerned. That's yeah. what's so cool about it. And also what's so scary about it. Like right. what works, what mm-hmm. doesn't. And it takes a special mind to be able to do digital marketing, I think, too, because there's so many different algorithms and what have you and whatnots. <laughs> yeah. And one thing one thing I love about it, you talked about this just a second ago, Zeke, but is the ability to like right now, I mean, we always get the question of, or here's what people do. Most people, you will see a billboard go up and it'll go up for about a year and then it'll go away and they won't do it again. And the reason is it's, it, it is unbelievably difficult to track the effectiveness of that billboard. Mm-hmm. Now, someone like you, Zeke, when you had the real estate billboards up, you, how many years ago was that? Two, maybe? Two years ago. Yeah. I still walked down the street with you mm-hmm. and people were like, you're the guy from the billboard. Yeah. And it's like, that was two years ago, you know? So there's certain things that work on billboards. And I mean, I love billboards. They're expensive. They can be. And you just don't know the trackability of them. Whereas digital marketing, I mean, Aaron, we get a few dashboards from you in the mornings. Mm -hmm. And we saw, I looked at one this morning. And I know exactly how many people went to our, our website, how many of those were new customers, how many were repeating customers, how many clicks on what page, what page is working the best. I mean, you can trace it down to exactly what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Whereas a billboard, unless you have a number that's specific to that billboard, and even then you're probably going to get one or two calls because most of the time people aren't driving down the road paying attention to your billboard and going, I'm going to call that guy. You hurry, know? hurry, hurry. What's the phone number? Hurry, hurry, hurry. Right. <laughs> So it's just unbelievably hard to track. And so if you're wanting to be able to track it down and figure out where did it come from, digital marketing is just untouchable when it comes to that. Yep, I agree. So you'd say that probably one of the most important things to do whenever you're diving into digital marketing is to identify your goal. Right. So which is, it could be awareness or engagement or gain leads or, sorry, your voice cracked. The the morning voice crack Uh, was perfect. I was hoping we would just skip over. No, we're not. I was trying to keep going and I was like, now I'm going to have to call this one out. I think we're going to have to like tone down what people do in in the mics or else we're we're not going to have guests. Yesterday, it was... (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. It was the northern bag. 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 <laughs> it was our northern employee today. <laughs> our northern employee? We've got northern and southern around we, here. We do. It's pretty awesome. Wow. So anyway, carry on. Yeah, so we've got a lot more to talk about as far as digital marketing is concerned. We're actually going to get a little more detailed into the social media side of things, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about paid ads and then we're also going to talk versus organic we're going to dive into that here in just a little bit but first we're going to take a little break Hey everybody, we are taking a little break here to invite some folks who want to be interns. Folks is like an old, I'm kind of old so I say folks. That's okay. That's okay. It happens. If you want to intern here at a marketing company, this little break is for you. So we have one of our interns here. This is Michelle. Michelle, how long have you been at Green Fox? Almost two months. Almost two months. I gave you the toss-up question to get you ready for the rest of the questions coming. So I hope you're ready. I'm ready. I'm going to curveball you here in just a little bit. Okay. So get ready. Tell okay. us a little bit about yourself. So I'm a senior ag communications major at Charleston State University, so just right down the road in Steamwell, Texas. And for me to be able to complete my major and graduate, I have to have an internship. And so that's why I'm here at Green Fox. Here you are. Here you are. You're doing awesome so far. Every time 
you're in a meeting or we're all hanging out, I can see you just soaking everything in. And so that's been fun watching you get to learn a little bit and get thrown in the fire yeah. a bit as well. What does day-to-day look like for you here? So day-to-day right now is I am on the digital team and I am helping with social media. So I've taken on some of Green Fox's clients and doing their daily social media posts. So I have posts that go out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then some just Wednesday, Friday. So my clients are a little different and I get to become them and be able to post for them. And so that's been really fun to be able to learn how to become that client and how to post for that client and to reach their certain audiences. And so in the fall, I'm actually going to take on a new campaign and kind of take on my own little client as I guess you could say the director of that client and be the person that talks to them directly from Green Fox and then is able to say, hey, we need this graphic or we need this done for this client and kind of direct, I guess, almost my own little team to get a different viewpoint of a different part of the marketing world. Yep, that's going to be awesome. We had that kickoff meeting the other day, and you were asking all the right questions. You were so natural at it, so that's that was good. fun. That's good. Yeah, so one of the things, this break is turning into a little bit longer than I was thinking, but this is good. So I love like trying to take people on our team and turn them into advocates for our partners, for our brand partners that we're working with. And you even using that language earlier to be able to take on their voice and who they are to Mm -hmm. be an advocate for that. You're doing a really good job at it. And it's something that we try to instill here. So if you're interested in being an intern, we want you to send us an email at info at greenfox.io. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you go to school, what year you're in right now. And so we'll reach out to you and see if you're a good fit. But we'd love to have you in the fall and you can come hang out with Michelle and some of our our Q, our crew, here at Green Fox. We'd love to have you again. That email is info at greenfox.io. Welcome back to part two of Digital Marketing. What in the world is it? That's the title. Oh. What in the world is the that? way you read it? Was great. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It feels weird. I feel like we needed some background music when we record. We don't have any music behind us, mm-hmm. and I always throw it in later. Yeah. So it feels like oh, this is kind of awkward. You should dub in the Unsolved Mysteries theme song behind it from like the '80s. Oh, now you're talking. I loved Unsolved Mysteries. It's on the Netflix. The Unsolved ni- Mysteries. I yeah. feel like I just had a conversation with somebody about this. It was me. It's fine. No, oh. you don't have to remember what we talk about. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of talking about things. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You always know how to nail the transitions like I, you did earlier. Thanks. Nice. I'm working on it. That was really good. <laughs> I, I was As it was coming out, I was like, hey, this is happening. I'm doing a transition. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Subtle. We do like to get practical, typically after the break. So just in case anybody checks out, then good riddance to you. Yikes. Part B is always good. Yeah. Let's get practical and talk about social media. But yep. hold on. Before we start, I want to ask a question. What is your Sorry. favorite? Sorry, did you hear my sigh on I the did, microphone? I did hear it. But I want to know what your favorite past... Mm, what's your favorite, all, all-time favorite social media channel? Oh. Hmm. You got Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all those guys that everybody knows. But then don't forget about MySpace mm-hmm. and Zanga. Zanga. And wow. You never had a Zanga? Don't you cuss No. Me, wow. I don't even know... 
was it a social oh, media platform? Zanga. Oh, absolutely. Isn't that that game with the wooden blocks where you like don't want to knock it down? Zanga. 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 Ah, oh, man. Guys, oh, man. that was Jenga. Not even Anga. <laughs> Jenga. Buzzanga. Buzzanga. Wow, I love that, that show. Nice. Anyhow. Third Rock from the Sun. I love show. Zanga. I need you to look up Zanga <laughs> at okay. some point. But right. got, well, got I've got it at the house. It's in the hallway, top shelf. Oh. <laughs> It's where we keep all our games. I can't look up anything on my phone right now. I got that data cap. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Aaron's got T-Sprint. T-Sprint. Got that GameCast. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what what is it? What's your favorite? It could be be one of the new ones. That's fine. My favorite one was probably MySpace. MySpace was cool. Yeah, because you could do your background. You get to put your music player on there. I don't remember much of MySpace. your friend, which Mark is not your friend on Facebook. Like he's not automatically in there. Tom was like your Tom. Friend. Tom yeah, was, always was always your friend. There. You had a friend. I did. No matter right what, when you joined, you, you had got one friend. A friend and Tom. Tom was always my number one friend. Wow. That's awesome. My, yeah, just in case. Like, always I, in your top just eight. Just in case anything hit the fan, I knew Tom was always going to be there. That's you know true. What, you know what you just did? What? You just said you just sang the Toy Story song and said you got a friend in Tom. Tom Hanks played Woody. Wow. Boom. That Marketing. was like a Bean commercial. Boom. A Bean commercial. <laughs> Speaking of Bean, we're going to move into. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit it. Talk about social media, Aaron. Yep. So social. I want to get into social media first because that's probably the one that most people are familiar with it's something we all use on a day-to-day basis but it's so powerful if you use it correctly and the, the best way to use it is make sure your content is there so there's a quote by jay bayer who's one of the founders of convince and convert he's a, a content marketing consultancy shout out to my boy jay i'll take you out to if you're listening jay oh he's listening is he listening yeah he's one of our okay cool he's so listening with i mean tupac he listens tupac. to us yeah Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She listened to us. Okay. Yep. And then the guys from ZZ Top. Perfect. So, Always. Jay, if you are listening this morning, I would love to take you out to Chick fil A on the Green Fox card and you can give me some tips. Anyhow, so he has a quote out there by, uh, and it says, Content is fire, social media is gasoline. So, this quote's awesome because it shows the relationship between content and social media, and that content doesn't matter if it's not distributed and consumed. And social media honestly can't survive without content because if you were to just start posting things on your business page, whether it's organic or you're doing ads, if you don't have like a voice to it, if you're not focused on the content, it's not going to connect because you're speaking to one person on social media. A lot of the times whenever we, as a team here at Green Fox, whenever we're posting something for a client or we're running our own ads or an ads for another client, we always try to think who is the person that we're talking to? Because a lot of times we would like to think that we're talking to an entire audience on Facebook we like to say like, hey, y'all, like do all these things. But we're really focusing on that one person who's reading the post by themselves. And if you're not resonating with that person and if you're not thinking about what their buying behavior is, what's going to make them buy it emotionally, then you're just kind of shooting stuff out there. And it's not going to connect because social media is the best way to really build up your brand. That's why Instagram is so popular. That's why YouTube is so popular. YouTube's grown to be one of the best social media platforms to connect with a brand. Instagram's number one, YouTube's closely following because it feels more personal. You see a video of someone, you see a photo of a business on Instagram, it just feels closer. But if you're not speaking to them, like they're connecting with you, you're going to miss it every single time. Isn't that crazy how that works? Like how you just, it feels different when you go to Instagram than when you go to Facebook, when you go to Twitter, mm-hmm. when you go to LinkedIn, when, like it just feels different. I know. And it, like, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. So I get on YouTube for two things typically. One's for music videos and the other one is for flight 
flight videos. Oh yeah. And so there are some guys that I follow on their flight, follow their channels. Sorry, am I using the right? You're using the right words. Okay. You're great. So I'm on on their YouTube channels and watching these guys, and they're telling their stories. What they're, I mean, they're flying a plane and doing reviews of all their instruments, mm-hmm. but they're also telling their stories. And for some reason, I connect with some more than I do others. Yeah. And it's crazy that it's all happening that I choose those guys for some specific reason mm-hmm. because of how they tell their story and how they come across in YouTube. Yep. Yeah, so it's interesting you mentioned that. It, it made me think of this just as you we were talking. I'm gonna throw a Justin Bieber reference, if that's okay. You always do. I don't because it's my first time. Baby, baby, baby. (sighs) Okay. So Justin Bieber, like he started on YouTube, right? When he was like seven. Oh yeah. He was like just posting videos of himself at home. The Canadian YouTube wonder. Don't you know? So he was really one of the first pop artists today that made it from YouTube. Yep. And the reason his fan following was so strong is because they connected with him on YouTube first. So they, they saw whenever he like made it big, they're like, oh, I was there from the beginning. Like they're connected mm-hmm. with them. And it's the same like psychology, the reason like the whole like American Idol was so big and everything's like that is because we saw these people grow on TV and then whenever they became huge, it was like, oh, I was there from the beginning. That is a great point. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, uh, so it just I, makes I, people I feel connect. that myself, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, whenever we see that, like if I remember specifically, I was watching American Idol one time and there was this guy that I was seeing on YouTube, just him singing. But then whenever I saw him on American Idol, I was like, oh, like I, I was telling people like we were buds like we hung out like last week and like oh yeah that's that guy I watch on youtube like we were like we just hung out and went to applebee's together or something like that you're free aren't you friends with a with a american idol guy uh-huh i don't remember which one but some casey james casey james yeah mm-hmm. yeah that, yeah. that, that oh, i bet that was casey cool what i mean yeah. so that's that feeling of like you were there from the beginning beginning oh anytime you know somebody's story whether no matter what the channel is i mean it may be through youtube it may be you were friends growing up or you played in a band together <coughs> oh the old mic uh, casey mic, i was about to say mic drop not a mic drop. it's more of a guitar drop okay well go ahead anyways yeah casey our we, we were buds and then he taught me a lot of what i know on the guitar but yeah anytime you may learn somebody's story or you may see them before they made it big and of course there's buy-in there you know right. and again the justin bieber stories that's a great great way to talk about it because you see it early on. You've got the buy-in. Somehow there was some connection made. They made it. Now they've got this solid foundation of mm-hmm. a following, and they've, he's got fans for life now. Absolutely. Right. So. Believers. And so when you get into like the social media ad side, it can really be – there's so many different avenues that you can take with it. You can do things like – it's called prospecting, where you're like searching people out based off their like online behaviors, which is – this is where it can get kind of creepy, to be completely honest. If you've ever seen – like an ad on your Facebook page or Instagram or YouTube or anything like that from a site that you've already visited, that's all tied into retargeting. And that's kind of like the big brother side of thing. A lot of people like, Oh, it's the government. They're looking at it's like big brother. They're chasing me, that kind of thing. But it's really like you can target people based off like their online behaviors, what they're looking at, like just their demographic, because you want to be as targeted as possible whenever it comes to social media, because if if it's not connected with them initially, they're going to bounce guys. I do need to talk about this for a second. This is going to be good. Here we go. One time, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but I think you might have been there when this went down. We were playing golf with some guys from Washington State. I'm kind of nervous now. You should be nervous. You should be nervous on this one. Playing golf with these guys from Washington State. The guy's last name is Kellogg. Mm, I've heard this story. Yep, keep going. Dude's last name is Kellogg, and I said, hey, does anybody ever do the old cereal story or joke or whatever i mean Mm -hmm. doesn't matter i said his last name 
so that was on the 18th hole when we were playing golf. We pull up to the clubhouse after we finish. I pull up Facebook. I'm scrolling. There's a Kellogg bar store. I mean, uh, ad. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. I was like, I, I want to throw your phone. That it was, and out. it felt like early on. Now we're yeah. kind of used to it, yeah. Yeah. you know. And we're, <laughs> I've got a million jokes about it, but <laughs> the, po- <laughs> the point is, I could not believe that I said the dude's last name, and I, I don't, I don't look for Kellogg cereal bars on Google yeah. or anything. So there's no chance mm-hmm. that it was from That's what right. I was searching. That blows my mind that that's that's what it's like right now. I don't understand how it works, but it works. Yeah, the old IP address, too. Remember that time I was at your house and I was looking for something? We were looking at rugs or something? I don't remember what it was. I don't know, but where where are you going with this? (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for something on my phone Uh on the internet, and then you... um, On the internet? And then you pulled up your phone and you saw an ad for what I was looking for on my phone, but Uh I think it was tied to the IP address. So, yeah, it it gets pretty wild and crazy. And the reason they allow you to do that is because you have to think about the person that you're trying to talk to. You have to think about what they're interested in things like that, because you have like two seconds to make an impression. They say like that average human attention span right now is like six seconds. And a goldfish is like eight. Mm. That's kind of depressing. First of all, but really like you, you have to make an impression right away. So if you're not reaching out to them specifically and you're hitting what they like and what they want to see, they're, they're not going to click. They're not going to scroll through. They're just going to keep keep moving. And so that's why things like prospecting, where you're searching for these people, retargeting is so important because you have to make an impression immediately. And that's why content is the driver of everything. And that goes, is it true that that's kind of, it's the same for paid or organic? I mean, right. or, or it, is there a big difference? It can be. Organic is definitely made just to establish the brand and keep people coming back, just bring the foundation in. Paid is really, you. paid is honestly a lot harder because you're having to make an impression immediately. Once you have them like liking your page and things like that, mm-hmm. they're obviously interested. So your job then is just to nurture that relationship. But with a paid ad, things like that, you have to be very, very intentional. Yeah. It's not just shotgunning things out like, like a billboard and things like that, which billboards and everything have their place. It's just with social, you definitely have to be more targeted. That's good. So let's talk about, you're talking about paid. So let's talk right. about paid search. Talk a little bit about pay-per-click. Yeah, it's pay-per-click. You can use this on like any any of the search engines out there. Honestly, whether it's like Bing or Google, Google's definitely the more popular one. But with paid search, you're honestly in an auction. You're thinking about what you want people to search for that's like tying to your business, like whatever your product is. Say you're a plumber, okay? You're thinking about keywords that relate to you being a plumber, your services, and then honestly, what are you willing to pay per click? Because there are some keywords that are super expensive, like in the real estate side, keywords can go... 40, 50 bucks a click. Some other services can be 50 cents. So it's really just about focusing on what language you want people to use in the search bar and then trying to write your ads and everything to make sure you're putting yourself out there as best as possible. I want you to find out which ones are 40 and 50 cents and I'm going to start a business in that industry <laughs> and see what I can pull out. Well, okay, there's probably a reason they're 40 or 50 cents, mm-hmm. but I would it's just an idea guys. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. If you're in a, here's the good news is if you're in a more rural area outside of the big city, 
the likelihood of you paying a lot of money on Google for ads like that is probably a lot lower than if you live in the middle of the city. Because it comes down to competition. He's talking mm-hmm. about you're talking about a an auction. Right. Basically, but you're basically going up against other people. So mm-hmm. if you're in a big city and you got big businesses that do the same thing you do, well, they're probably spending a ton of money. I mean, right. why don't we say ton of money, people? There are businesses that spend millions of dollars per month yep. on Google. Mm-hmm. Per month. Millions. There are also businesses that spend five hundred dollars per month. So it right. you know, when you're going if you're in the industry, let's talk about like an AC company and you have a giant AC company that's, you know, world known or whatever and they're and they're franchising out, well they're they're the ones that's spending all this money on Google and you start up a one, two man AC company, you're up against those guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of a dance to figure out like, is it worth it? Is it not? Right. And were you thinking the Missy Elliott song when I said, Is it worth it? We have one head nod. That's it. You nailed it, bud. That was the reverse. It was. Flip it reverse. Was was that close? Nope, but it's okay. You gave it a good effort and you knew what I was talking about. Pop my zit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep. You do a great I was looking right at you when he did that and it looked like your face was struggling to keep up with what you're saying. Guys, my face is struggling to keep up with everything we're talking about right now. I'm just kidding. This is so interesting to me to see how all of this works and the pay-per-click stuff. Anytime we're talking to a new client. So I do business development here at our marketing company. And anytime it gets, it's time to talk about digital marketing. Mm -hmm. It's like so outside of my wheelhouse, but I trust Aaron. And so he typically will come in and he talks about pay-per-click and he talks about how the bidding works. And so it's super interesting how it all works. SEO is something that we reference quite often Mm -hmm. here. And would you kind of jump into that just for a little bit? Yeah, because there's always two sides of the coin whenever you talk about app, like anything you're doing with digital marketing. It's either paid or organic. Paid is obviously the paid search, like we just talked about with the auction type of strategy. The downside of paid search is if you were to turn it off, your traffic stops. Okay, like that's that's the way it works with any sort of ad. Obviously, you're paying money to put it out there. So as soon as you stop paying for it, your visibility is gone. SEO, on the other side, is a longer lasting foundation that you're going to build. It takes longer to build. An example I always tell any of our clients is if you want traffic tomorrow, you're talking about ads. If you want to build longer lasting traffic, that'll take about six months to build. That's SEO. It's, it's a slow chipping away, just building a foundation. SEO is awesome because you're really, that's the most content based avenue that you can take because you really have to think about the searcher. So anytime you do like a search online about, say we'll go back to the AC company, you're doing a search for an AC service or just something wrong with your AC unit. You're going to see those ads up top. But then when you start seeing those spots down in there at the bottom underneath the ads, that's your organic position. And that's where SEO comes into play because SEO is really just about optimizing your site to make sure it reaches the user that you're trying to capture. And Google's job is making sure your site matches up to that person's search. So they they go through a ton of different loops and algorithms to make sure that they're pleasing the user. Because honestly, if the user isn't there, then Google's not there. They're trying to make sure that it's best built for the user. Yeah, and we're going to dive into all of these coming up in the mm-hmm. future. And I, that one actually, I mean, it deserves a whole oh, a sure. whole podcast. It deserves a whole book, honestly. It's, mm-hmm. it, there's a lot to it. But at the end of the day, one of the main things to focus on is that if paid search goes away for whatever reason, right. it could go away for any reason. Facebook could shut down tomorrow for some reason. Google could shut down tomorrow for some reason. I mean, there's you, you never, ever know. Mm-hmm. And so... 
it's it's best to build your platform from an SEO standpoint just at all times. Mm -hmm. Continue to build it. Continue to be chipping away at it. And we'll talk more details on what that looks like in the future. We want to shift over to to our last part here, and it's and it's on sales funnels. I love the sales funnel process. Oh, I know. And the reason I love it is because it really gets down to the details of going from someone hearing about your business into the all the way through. I mean, if you picture if you picture like a actual funnel and it goes you take someone from the top of the funnel, which is where like they just have heard about your name. They don't even know what you do, really, all the way through to where they're like, okay, I'm buying it now. And it's a process to get there. Mm -hmm. And what I love about it is it's almost, I mean, it's like, it's, it's like figuring out something that it takes work to get there. Right. It's not just like a, oh, just launch it and it'll be good. Like right. it's actually like a, let's really dive in and figure out what people's behaviors are, mm. what got them to click here, what's going to get the next person to click here, how we're going to get them back here because they're probably not going to make the decision the first time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I love sales funnels because it, it really, it really challenges us here especially with what we do at our company and and that challenge is is fun for us so talk a little bit more about that yep so sales funnel like anytime you're running ads like like you just made a good point you can make all the ads you want you can pay like top dollar to reach you know the first spot on google for your google ads anything like that but what's going to happen when they get to your site like what happens once they actually click are you taking care of them essentially like figuring out you mentioned the word behavior, like what's their journey to buy from you? Yep. Like, cause there's definitely going to be half life. So a lot of people are emotional buyers. So how are you going to nurture that kind of like emotional journey for them? It sounds like super broad, but it's not like a field of dreams type thing. It's not a, you build it, they'll come. You, yeah. you have to make sure that you're engaging with them constantly, whether it's through emails. So here's, let's just walk through a brief yep. one real quick. Go for it. So we sell somebody in product. I love doing this cause you never know what you're going to hear. Hold on. Yeah. I know this one. I know this one. Bookends. Bookends, like the things that hold the books. Okay, go. got it. So we sell bookends. All right. So first, people don't know of our bookend company. Mm-hmm. So what we got to do? Well, you have to figure out, like, first thing before you even go there is what problem are you trying to solve? Perfect. I'm trying to sell bookends. Okay. What that's, you- that's my problem. I'm trying to... Uh, no, no, no. Not what you. What are you uh-huh. trying to solve for your future customer? Oh, yeah. My future customer, I'm looking at a future customer right here because they got these books right here. And for those who can't I'm, see, you can't see I'm pointing, pointing at Zeke. At Zeke has these office. beautiful shelves in his office so with books that are laying down. He's got three books because he doesn't have any bookends. And a partridge and a pear tree. So I'm trying to solve the problem that Zeke will actually make these beautiful shelves look beautiful. Yep. So, first thing you're going to have to figure out is how to educate the client or the, your future customer. Like, why do they need your business. And I love how so serious, like how serious this room got talking about bookends. Like that really makes me, but well, Aaron, I can't, nobody's got anything in stock right now. It's driving me nuts. But Aaron, this is sounds too difficult already. I'm just going to put an ad out there. That's fine. I'm just going to put it on Facebook. People buy them. Right? No. Okay. Zeke shaking his head. No, to kind of cue me up there. That's not okay. Safe. Well, that's what most people think. Mm. That's what most people do when you think of sales funnel and you went down the road. I wanted you to So good job. That's what people do. People, you start thinking about it, and it's like, yeah, none of that really matters, though. Just sell, the, just put it on Facebook. Somebody's going to buy it. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. Right. It takes a big process that starts way back and way back in figuring out that problem to solve for your client. So we won't walk through a sales funnel today. 
you did exactly what I was wanting you to do and and talk through all the necessities it takes. So we are going to dive into sales funnels, though, coming up in a few weeks. And I'm pretty excited about that one because, it, again, it's my favorite and it encompasses everything. Yes, sir. Good talk, boys, fellas, Thanks. Thanks. men. I like this intro into digital marketing and I like mm -hmm. where we're headed for this month because it had... I'm sorry, I changed hats, and so I it feel changed, like I'm getting a... It changed everything about you. It changed everything honest. about you. Let me, yes, I'll did. put my can other you, hat on real say, quick. Oh, wow. What's that in the... What's that? That is a bald spot. Okay. You wow. know all about that because your whole head's covered in one. I don't know. I'm wearing a hat. Brittany, can people go on the blog and see pictures this week to show how bald Aaron is under that hat? Yes, they can. Okay, cool. Hey, make sure and check out our blog. We do a blog every week. We do a podcast. Is that right? So you can go in, dive deep into what we're talking about. And if you'd rather read than listen, that's okay, because you're going to get a rundown of every podcast. And also, you'll typically see some pictures and see what we're doing week in and week out. Yeah. So another thing we're changing up this month is we're hoping to offer resources kind of every step of the way through this. So if when we start talking about sales funnels and things like that, we want to set you up with like a template that you can start building to establish like your demographic and just really start working through things on your own. Because we love talking about it, but really want to set you up for success and give you the tools to start building it on your own. Yeah, that's awesome. So Aaron, just in case we didn't mention this, he's our digital director here at Green Fox. And so he oversees all things digital. That includes the SEOs, the social medias, all the things. And whenever we go through, you know, you'll hear us talk about brand assessments all the time. Whenever it's time for a brand assessment, this cat typically, he's the one that does that, right? Yep. Anyway, so that, that brings me to my next point. If you're interested in having Aaron dive deep into where your company stands online, then you can go to our website at greenfox.io forward slash brand dash assessment and fill that out and have Aaron take a look at everything. And we'll reach out to you, kind of go through all of that with you. And then we can run from there. I feel like you're about to say something. I am. I want to speak to all business owners right now for just, just a brief second. Wow. Most business owners think exactly like Zeke Dorr. Zeke is an incredible entrepreneur, business mind, all the things. And as you can tell, he's obviously being vulnerable and just being like, I don't know this stuff. This is a little plug for us, but that is how most people think. And that's okay. That's honestly why we exist. And that's why we have this brand assessment. It is literally to take the mind that business owners have for the most part that don't have time, don't have the understanding, don't really even want to get too deep into all this stuff, but they know they need it. And we take that and give you a free assessment on where you on where you're at. And even if you decide not to do a, a thing with us or anything like that, it is still free and it will at least get you on the track to know what you should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you said, Eric, because you could listen to this podcast and like the idea of doing these things. But it's just not in the cards for you mm -hmm. if you're not wired that way. Or if you like to move at a quick pace and you don't want to go through the learning process to figure out how to do all of it. It's like getting a new puppy when you don't really okay. uh, know. Soon. We're going to talk about that on the next podcast. We've okay. got to wrap this one up. We've got a meeting in three minutes ago. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening this week. Next week, we are going to i'm pulling up my notes i gotta be on understanding search engines and paid search so we're gonna dive into that a little bit and hopefully get a little bit of a better understanding of what these paid searches are that we've mentioned earlier and search engines like bing and the yahoo 
And the Yahoos. And the Googles. I love Yahoos, man. They're so good. You had one the other day. Okay, that's it. Hope you guys have a good week, and we'll see you next time.